0: Welcome back, friends. My guest this week is Garrett J. White. Now, if Rory Sutherland's episode was trying to step onto a train moving at high speed, Garrett White is more like being picked up in the air by a tornado and thrown around. He has an insane level of energy. He's a business coach and a transformation coach, both physically and mentally, for thousands of men. Over the last few years, and that definitely comes across in his manner, which I actually quite like. I've always been fascinated by characters like Tony Robbins, and Garrett White turns this up to 11. Also, He deals almost exclusively with men. He's actually beginning a product that's specifically for women, but up to now, his focus has been on men. And with this crisis of masculinity and accusals of a a patriarchy and tyrants in waiting for children who play fight in schools, I thought it was quite an opportune time to get hold of someone who crafts men's direction. So if you are a man or if you are a woman, I would love to hear what you think. Get at me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever else you surf. And give me a message. Let me know what you think about Garrett's approach for crafting the direction of men moving forward. This episode is brought to you by Crafted London. Finding men's jewellery that doesn't suck is very difficult, and Crafted London have nailed it. They're the number one men's jewellery company worldwide. They're sweatproof, waterproof, heatproof, Pay nothing for the brand new Whoop 4.0 strap, plus you get your first month for free, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can buy it for free, try it for free, and if you do not like it after 29 days, they will give you your money back. Head to join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. That's join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. But for now, please welcome Garrett J. White. Garrett White, welcome to Modern Wisdom. How are you today, sir? Wonderful. I brought all my gray
1: bearded hair on my chin (laughs) to uh, represent the modern wisdom game. You know, modern hair, gray facial hair, I think this qualifies me to be here.
0: That's the equivalent, the facial equivalent of smart casual. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Garrett, for the listeners who don't know who you are, can you give us a bit of background, please? Absolutely. So I'm uh, my author of two different books, one book called Be The Man. Uh,
1: which we have available on Amazon and we have tens of thousands of copies of this book actually going out every single month and a book called Warrior Book, which is its partner book. Uh, These two together represent an organization and a movement called Wake Up Warrior, which is a lifestyle for businessmen Uh, particularly married businessmen uh, around the globe. And we have clients in 27 countries and we have events of thousands of men that travel to us with thousands of clients online inside of our membership sites and our experiences. But the whole premise is, how can a man actually access power while at the same time continuing to produce across all areas of his life? How can I bring my body, my being, my balance along with business production and not have them be uh, mutually exclusive?
0: Wow. So... You're trying to raise the consciousness and the performance of men as That's much a good as way possible. That's put it.
1: Yes. The New York Post, when they interviewed us about one of our programs called Warrior Week here last, it was actually 2016, they did a huge write-up for us, um, and a couple other people that were interviewing us, a couple of people come out and done documentary, small documentaries inside of our events. Um, they all kind of coined the same phrase, and they spun off of what New York Post is, which is the Wake Up Warrior is the initiator of the industry of masculinity. Like when I started talking about this, people have been talking about it. There's articles. Gillette's done a media play on it. People dabble with it. Churches dabble with it. Religions dabble with it. Politicians dabble with it. There's been groups that have come up mostly run by by Christian organizations trying to inspire men to be something. But Wake Up Boyer came along and said, hey, listen, we're a bunch of businessmen and um, we know there's a better way because the way we're doing it isn't fucking working. And things need to be different and we don't do it as nice as the Gillette commercial and have guys sitting in a row and talking through it. And although the principles inside of that are true, the nature of warrior is far more aggressive in our approach at pulling it up because we're not actually, at we're, we're hunting down alpha males and ultimately helping men, all men recognize that when I say hunting down alpha males, everyone is an alpha male. Like in your world, every single fucking man that walks the planet is an alpha male. Even if you're a guy who's behind a keyboard all day long and you think you're not, and you're looking at Chris and you're like, he's a goddamn fitness model. He looks amazing. I wished I had a body and wear my underwear like that on Instagram. (laughs) But you're like, shit, I don't want to even fucking wear my underwear in front of the mirror by myself, let alone look like, I want to be like, Chris, listen, even if you subscribe to the dad bod game, underneath that for you is something bigger And that's really what that's really what we're pursuing. Single, married, doesn't matter. The message is the same. You're a man. Stop lying.
0: Start leading. And the way you lead is you stop lying. So what are the common speed bumps or the uh, principal problems that you think that men are facing at the moment, either from themselves or from external influences?
1: So I, uh, I mean, I went along this path. I, I, I grew up in a pretty aggressive environment. Like my environment was aggressive. Like I, I, we didn't come up with money. I didn't come up with, so there was a, like the hustler make shit happen game was part of my experience, Like you just figured shit out. If you had a problem, you fucking fought. If you didn't have a problem, you didn't fight. And even if you had a problem, maybe you didn't have a problem. You still probably fought, but nonetheless, like there was just this, this thing of dealing and we were taught, I was taught. My dad was a very passive guy. My mom aggressive as hell. My dad a passive guy. My dad was like a pillow guy, and my mom was like a butcher knife. So like my mom would like ensue the, the flower, the feathers out of my dad's pillow all the time. So my representation of life of what it was to be a man was brought to me by my mother. Aggressive, alpha woman. Like how my, it? My intensity comes from my mom, not from my dad. My dad's the exact opposite. So as I was raised in this, I was learning intensity from my mother. I was learning intensity from the street. I was learning intensity from just being with guys. And along that I learned a whole bunch of other shit, which is one, don't actually tell the truth. Why? Because the whole truth of what's really going on inside of you, most people can't handle. You look at somebody in a major city, go to London, look at some homeless people walking down the street, Go to Newcastle, find a homeless guy walking down the street. They're typically saying all the shit that we're thinking in our heads. Like people look at when I go to New York City and you look at a homeless guy and people will be saying crazy stuff. They'll be walking down the street and saying things. I was like, and I was like, oh my God, that guy's crazy. I was like, no, no, no. If we could actually broadcast with a Bose speaker what goes on inside your fucked up head all day long about women walking by, about your wife, about your business, about your boss, about the people you work with, your clients. You're in your smile, you're like, oh yeah, hey. But inside you're like, I fucking hate this client. (laughs) This asshole better fucking pay this time. (laughs) Yeah, man, super It's okay, it's okay. And inside there's another truth. So I sorted down the path of recognizing that it wasn't safe to be all of me. I was told always, tone it down. You're too loud. You're too aggressive. You're too intense. And society started teaching me to tone it down. So while my mom was an aggressive alpha. My mom doesn't have a penis. I hope not. Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> fucked up, right? That'd be super crazy. Like, my mom's got a penis and a vagina, right? I don't even know what they call that, but it's something. So, like, my mom, no matter what she tried to do, was not a man. My dad was not teaching me how to be a man. My dad never shared his feelings. My dad never talked about serious shit with us. My dad my dad didn't have that conversation. He's not a bad person. My dad was raised in a military family. My grandfather was a colonel in the Air Force. My br- uncles were all military. Hard- my whole family, military, military, military. Well, in that place, there is no safe place in the military for feelings. So my dad was taught feelings do not exist for you. So don't tell the truth. And when I say lie, it's that we lie about what we're feeling. There's no room for you to admit you're scared. Growing up, there's no room as a guy to be like, hey, yeah, dude, I'm fucking terrified right now. Or, man, I'm feeling really emotionally fucked up about this girl. I don't even know how to talk about it. The only time that kind of truth would come out is after a couple of pints. Now, all of a sudden, boys start talking. So I didn't have a roadmap for how to deal with feelings, which is what the Gillette commercial is saying right now, (laughs) which is like, listen, men, you need to like intercept other men who are doing fucked up things. And our society has become a function of what men are and men are not doing.
0: That's a good point. That is a really good point. The fact that the onus is still on men, I think, a lot here. And that's one of the undercurrents that is often um, missed when people start to talk about a misogynist movement or a feminist movement with that, that it's up to men to fix men is the, the message that's being put across at the moment. But that still leaves the power in the hands of men. Are you like that if that's not reinforcing a patriarchy I don't really know what is in whatever form it could be so you talked about truth and it's something that we talk about a lot on the on the show for me truth has been a good path for me to try and find virtue and integrity which is something that I can feel proud of myself about how do you mediate a level of truthfulness which is effective and allows you to be useful and and move forward effectively Whilst not compromising on your virtue and your integrity. All right.
1: So I think if you if you look at it, if I if I step back and I look at what like what is what is the undercurrent of the problem? Okay, we have we have a label of what a man is supposed to be that has been identified. Okay. There are two versions of this that have been identified, and a third that's trying to creep its way in. The first one is shredded, ripped, alpha, aggressive. Angry, mobster, athlete, politician, get shit done at all costs, right? So there's this alpha guy who, interestingly enough, society actually supports that guy. Women say they want a different guy, but their behaviors actually don't represent that. They don't represent that. They go after younger women. Women don't tend to pursue security until they're in their 30s. About in their 30s, they start to say, listen, I don't give a shit about your 12 pack. What I need is money and I need support financially. I need you. This is why you got women in their 30s hooking up with men in their 50s because the men in their 50s got the money and they don't give a shit about the hairy back, hairy ass and the fucking gold chains. They got cash. So they're like, okay, this makes sense to me. I'm looking for security. In your 20s, they just want to get fucked and they want to get laid and they want to have that conversation. They want to be, they want to be taken care of. But there's there's a message coming from society, from women that's confusing to men too. Men exist in this alpha place, but then there's another version which creeped up over the last couple of decades, which is this softer spoken, very in touch with their feelings, amazing guys. But they're the complete opposite end of the spectrum. These are the guys sitting around campfires, playing guitars, singing, rubbing oil on themselves, meditating, doing desert walks, hanging out with shamans, And they're right. And the problem is the alpha message, the message in this third man is coming from that right side. It's coming from soft spoken men who are saying, listen, we need to change some things. We can do this. (laughs) Woosa. And all the guys on the other side are like, you fucking pussies. Shut the fuck up. And if any woman tells men, they need to change, which women have been trying to do it, but women are sending confusing messages too. Because women at the same time are starting to get to a place where like, we don't even fucking need you guys. Like, we really don't even need you. We got Bumble if we want to get laid. We can just hook up with any guy we want. Control's on our side. Tinder, fuck it. We can go get what we want. We're entitled to getting paid, which I agree. I don't have a problem with those two things. But for the last 35 years, we've had this empowerment of women and actually a disempowerment of training in men with only one of two options. Be a doormat guy and talk about vision boards and disappear into the desert and the jungle and do Vapashima meditation with a 90 other five other female yoga instructors. Or I'm in an aggressive world of cutthroat business and MMA and Hardcore CrossFit games and throw some weight around and fucking overhead, overhead squat like 350. Ah! I'm either that guy or I'm like, kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya.
0: I understand what you mean. So we've got this, polar- this polarization of men from one side, which is very, very, very typically masculine, to one side, which is more emotionally intelligent and has has a, a, a softer approach. Now, yes. where, does, where does the perfect man lie for yourself? Where's the most effective way?
1: He has to have the ability to go to both at all times.
0: So are you saying that the man that's an alpha male is less effective than a man that's an alpha male with the opportunity to go to the mindfulness, the emotional intelligence, so on and so forth?
1: We're saying that a modern warrior man encompasses the greatness in both sides. So I walk down the street. My wife wants to know I can fuck some people up if shit happens. (laughs) Shit goes down. My wife wants a man who can go dark code nine, pick up a fucking wood, piece of wood, protect our family and fuck some people up in a parking lot. Okay. Every woman wants to be protected. But at the same time, when I come home from the office and being like, "Ah, ah, ah," she also wants to know I can come in. I can sit down and I can listen to middle school drama from my daughter and her friends. And I can sit and read stories about the bunny who doesn't know what he wants in life. And if he should be a moose or if he should be a beaver or if he should be a pig and at the end finds out he just really wants to be a bunny Mm -hmm. and I can lay down and play some music and tickle my seven-year-old's back while she falls asleep. And that shows up to the, my wife's three months pregnant and comes to the ultrasounds and sits in quiet control and deep emotional intimacy with my wife while we're looking at this new thing that's being created inside of her while at the same time expects me to go get fucking paid. Yeah. and then expects me to come home and be available to her feelings and at the same time fuck some people up in a parking lot 30 seconds later if right after our feeling conversation some hoodlums show up and some shit goes
0: down you need to go tom clancy rainbow six yeah i totally i totally understand so why do you think that there is this kind of bipartisan um movement where you have an all or nothing so i often talk about the fact that as a human being we're creatures of absolutes right so it's easy if I pass you a packet of biscuits and I say you're allowed to eat none of them or you're allowed to eat all of them. Both of those decisions are actually quite easy. Whereas if I say you're allowed to have one biscuit and then you got to roll the packet back up and put it away, that's really quite hard. And yep. the messy middle, as as is often the situation, the devil is in the details and the subtlety and the nuance of the the most optimal level is a little bit of everything. It's a balanced life, right? It's all of the the best parts of everything whilst not overdoing to hit the worst parts of an overdose so is that the reason why it's uh, people are identifying or men seem to be identifying with one camp or another or is it is it just all right it's easier it's easier
1: i mean what are the two things that we can control right i as a guy really control your body and control your money So this is why these are the two conversations men drift to the easiest. Get fit, get paid, get laid, (laughs) get fit, hopefully get laid. And if I'm fit, hopefully lucky me get paid. And if I'm not fit, but I get paid, I'll probably still get laid. So fuck the fitness. I'll just get paid and get laid, which is really what it defaults down to, which at the end of the day is laid. Now, getting laid is not just about penis and vagina. I'm talking about like the ability for a man to feel wanted and to be in relationship and communion with a feminine woman who he wants to be in relationship with, right? So there's this desire that we have studied over the last seven years, and prior to that, the five years previous in studying myself, and now tens of thousands of men we have studied on this conversation. Not just like we read some data, like in the ditch, in the trench, through our Warrior Week events, our warrior conventions, everything watching, studying data in our men, and watching the patterns from 27 countries, and they're all the same which is at the end of the day, a man wants to be wanted. But inside of our current society, there is no definition of what it is to be a man. This was my wife screaming at me to be the man. That's how the cover of the book, the title of the book even existed. I didn't come up with some marketing approach. My wife literally was yelling at me. I didn't sign up for this shit. Why can't you just be the man? What was she referring to? She had no idea. She had no idea. I had no idea what that was. That's a great question. What was she referring to? This is what spun me out, Chris, because I was like, be the man. And when I looked out, guess what I saw? I saw two examples of be the man. I saw an example of overbearing, get the money, power hungry. Tyrant. I I knew that guy. I'd been that guy. And then I saw this other path, which I spent three and a half years in, which was barefoot, growing my hair out, walking around, literally public bathrooms, no shoes. That's disgusting, but I was doing it because I was like literally three years walking around meditating, thinking that the greatest thing in life, even better than an orgasm was a sense of connection and healing that I was feeling working with all these women. And I worked with all women were just my coaches for three and a half years. Didn't coach any men. I actually got scared of guys, which was weird because I'd become so tapped into my feminine side. I'd forgotten the alpha. I'd gone to the other extreme. And then I woke up there and I was like, this does not work. So I'm sitting in the middle with my wife screaming at me, be the man. She didn't consider like meditation guy, be the man. She also despised the aggressive alpha guy because I would only swing from one side to the other. I was either putting my hand on her chest and I was like, look at me. I want to deeply connect with you. She's (laughs) like, you're fucking weird. Stop looking at me like that. Or I was on the other side and I'm like, hey, listen, I know it's 10 o'clock. Do you want to fuck right now? Yeah. And she's like, no. And I'm like, damn it. I can't seem, to... uh-oh, I just unplugged my own camera. <laughs> 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 oh, there I am. I'm back. Oh, no, I'm not. Our We're cable... back. Woo! We're good, back. We're okay, man. We're all good. So the middle the middle game of being the man was really what I, that was, that was how Warrior was born. Finding, like, that, it was literally finding born that messy middle. To answer that question, yes.
0: Totally. Okay, so you've mentioned it a couple of times, Warrior Week. What is it? It's the experience of what
1: we teach about in our books. Right, It's like like the the educational front of where we're at. Like the, The cover of Be The Man says, stop lying, start leading today. And people say, well, what does that mean? It's very simple. Men cannot be free if they're not free to be all of who they are. This means that there is a lot of who you are that's not acceptable to the people you currently run with. Not acceptable. And so you mask and hide those characteristics. You filter them back. This is the problem when you get into a relationship. It's why there's so many divorces because most of us get in relationship driven by only showing a part of who we actually are while masking the other part of what we really got going on in our mind. And so people are like, well, how 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 are there so many divorces? Because we have so many fucking liars who get in relationship and fall in love with a story of only half of the story. But then you get married and then things start to get into what they are. And then six, seven years down the road, you kind of are done trying to impress. And you're like, fuck this. And so the whole part of you comes out and then you're like, oh, my God, that's ugly and disgusting. I want nothing to do with that part of you. So as society, even Instagram, Instagram is a perfect example. It sounds like we're going on there and posting pictures of us taking a shit. Hey, here's me taking a shit. And then the next photo is like thongback girl at the beach, same thongback girl taking a shit this morning. Like a disgusting, nasty shit came out of that girl's ass. And you're all upon her ass with her picture like, oh, fucking log, look at that ass. Yeah, that same ass was shitting a giant log the size of this fucking Russian doll this morning because she was constipated for the last three days. That same woman has periods and it gets nasty. And guess what? So do you, you stinky bastards. And Chris looks like a goddamn male model. But if he doesn't shower, he smells like shit too. So all of us are in this place where we have pieces of us that we don't accept about ourselves. Men on one side don't accept the fact that, dude, like they actually want to connect with other men, not sexually, but in intimate relationships. Like, dude, I want to like actually be able to talk to you for real. Like, I don't want to talk to you about sports and who the next runner up for the CrossFit Games Championship is. Is Rich Froning's going to come back and he's going to do some cool shit? Listen, he's a goddamn demigod at CrossFit. All right. Awesome. And you know what? not a goddamn thing he does, Donald Trump does, or anyone else does, is actually going to change how you feel about yourself. And that's, Chris, you and I being able to sit and say, dude, listen, man, here's the reality. Like, this is my friend a couple, a couple weeks ago, super shredded dude, super fucking the athlete. And he's like, man, I got eating disorder, bro. He's like, I'm fucked. He's like, you see all this shit, but I'm jacked. I think about food all day long, man. He's like, I'm a fucking prisoner to my fucking 12-pack. I was like, I get it like I do. And he's. But if you walk around and the women in this county love him man, they're like, that dude is sex on a stick. Oh, my God. And I'm like, dude, you are a walking suicide mission. And he has no one to talk to. My wife and I get text messages from so many people. I get them every week from people in our family, friends who are like, my husband's leaving. I'm leaving my husband. Hey, I've had this problem. I cheated on my spouse. And people tell us why, because coming to us. There is no judgment. And why is there no judgment? Because I stopped beating the shit out of myself for being a human being. I'm a man who loves my wife. And at times I have a part of me that wants to fuck everything that walks by. Like this is a fact. And it is a fact of being a man. I'm a part penis. Like I've been genetically wired this way. Whether I act on that or not is a totally different thing. But there's an acceptance. So stage one in this, Warrior Week, Be the man inside of our programs, our online systems. Everything we do is about helping a man come to terms with Listen, You've been lying about where you've been. You've been lying about what you've done. You're lying about where you are. And you're lying about where you want to go. Like what changed my marriage was me acknowledging that I married a woman who was very different than what I anticipated. How so? I had a desire for a particular type of woman, yet I married a different type of woman. My wife is very controlled. She's not touchy-feely. She's not huggy. She's not gonna cuddle with me in bed. But guess what? Most aggressive alpha guys to the marketplace, guess what they really are? They're guys who wanna cuddle and be told they're good and have a head on their chest and be told they're the man and have some, some woman rub their nipple and they wanna feel amazing about themselves. Like most of the swollen buff tattoo guys I know, they're fucking horribly lost inside. It's compensating. Completely overcompensating. So inside of that place, like I saw myself in a relationship with, I wanted connection. I wanted to be wanted. I wanted to have no weirdness and sexuality in my marriage. But I was married to a woman that I, it was like the comparison, I was sitting down on a bench with my wife and we were talking three years ago and I said, listen, here's what I've come to understand. You're a cat. And? My whole life, I want a dog. And it's been absolutely unfair of me for 10, 11 years of marriage to expect you to bark. But I also have to decide if I'm okay with spending the rest of my life with a cat. And she's like, what does that mean? I was like, listen, you know exactly what that means. You're not happy. Like I was pushing for greatness in my marriage. And Wake Up Warrior was already moving, and I told her – I was very open with all her student base. I said, there is a couple pieces in my marriage I am hunting down, and I will not stop, and I will shut Wake Up Warrior down, and I will go public about the fact that I have not been able to find the formula. But I am going to push my marriage to a place where I believe it can be whole the same way my business, my body, and my being is. Or I will fail, and the habit of lifestyle is a lie. And so that was a crucial moment for us. And we sat in that. And then my wife and I got to make new decisions. We actually separated for like three weeks. And I said, listen, maybe you need to date some other guys. Figure some shit out for yourself. Like you've been with me since you were young. I know I'm a very different person now than what I used to be. I'm not going to tone myself down. I'm not going to stop pretending that I don't have darkness. I'm a fucked up guy. I got some fucked up shit in my head. I understand that. And I'm dealing with it. I'm processing it. I'm working on it every day. And I also know that I will go to war if this is what you want to do. If you want to, if we want to go to war together to build a marriage that works, we've been together 15 years. Let's do this. Like, I'm a, I want to do this. I don't want to get divorced because getting divorced, we know exactly what's going to happen. We're going to be right back in a stupid game again. And now going to change. We're just going to find a different person to fuck it up with because nothing's changed with us. And she's like, okay. So she leaves for three weeks and we're sitting there for three weeks and we make some decisions and we both decide that life might be easier, not married to each other. I might get laid a whole lot more. And my wife might have a whole lot less insanity from a crazy psychopath like me. And then she said, but there's no guarantee that our life will be any better. She's like, so I'm all in. I said, me too. Let's go. And so, but but to have those kind of conversations, to be able to actually acknowledge, you have to be able to have them with yourself. For years, I was confronting in myself, like truths that I did not want to look at. I was raised in Mormonism. I left that religion 10 years ago. When I walked out of that faith, this was not like leaving a religion. This was like leaving my life, my eternal life, according to the entire culture I had been raised in. I was deviled and hated and called the antichrist to a point I almost went to physical blows with my father because what I was doing was in such threat to the whole family. And I, I didn't know how to deal. It's my wife and I were completely alone. Like I was so committed to living a life where I did not worry about you finding something out about me. There's no TMZ, good fucking luck. You aren't going to find anything. I don't already publish on YouTube, so fuck off. You think somebody's <laughs> going to release some shit about me on the internet? Ooh, I got some scary details about Garrett. Fuck you. I've already put it online and I've made it very easy for you to find. So if you're wondering about shit I'm up to, just Google yeah. what is shit Garrett up to and you'll fucking find it. <laughs> So, stage one is in Warrior Week. Stage one and anything in the conversation of Warrior is coming to grips with the idea that you're a liar. I like and coming to terms with what it would take to tell
0: the truth. I like the fact that you're focusing on truth here. It's something that we talk an awful lot about. And Sam Harris's book, Lying, is the absolute bible as far as I'm concerned for this. For anyone who is listening, I recommend that you get it. It's about an hour hour long read or an hour and twenty minute audio book. And it really did change my my opinion on that. Now, some of the listeners as well will know what I'm probably about to quote now, which is my favorite video from Alain de Botton on the School of Life. And it's a a video called Why We Are Fated to Be Lonely. And in that, he talks about what you've identified there, which is given the choice between honesty and acceptability, most of us will choose the latter because our ideas are too alarming, too subtle, or too nuanced to be understood by society at large. And when you have the, a lot of the time we will be, uh, how is it that he puts it? He says, we draw a connection with someone, not because we know that we can have a proper conversation, but because we were once so faithfully drawn to the shape of their nose and the color of their eyes. And what you've said there is that we have this immediate desire for physical connection. And we then mold ourselves into an acceptable form of what we think that person wants from us and over time as that relationship begins to mature like keeping up a lie living a lie for five or ten or twenty years is exhausting and eventually it'll start to break down and then that's what happens so is as far as you're concerned is honesty a superpower is the ability to be honest with yourself and with others a, a foundation foundational power that everything's built on yeah, I think in our society today, it is a superpower.
1: Like, it, it is. And the problem with it being a superpower, it's not just a superpower. It's a weapon and it's a declaration of war. Like, I don't even know who to quote on this. Somebody sent me a little audio. I don't even know where the fucking came from. Like, one of my guys sent me an audio and I was listening to it on a rock in Warrior Week. I was heading up the hill to where our where our students were at, our 25 guys with my seven trainers inside of a deep inside the mountain in one of our evolutions. And I'm listening to this audio over and over and over again. And it went, it went basically like this that in the land of liars, the truth is a weapon and when spoken is a declaration of war. So like we live in such bullshit, political correctness, trying to make everybody happy, trying to keep everything in balance, trying to keep everything socially acceptable with a foundation of society that are ridden in a muck pile of bullshit and lies. We lie to ourselves every day. We lie to our children. We lie to our partners. We lie to our mothers. We lie to our family. We lie to one because we lie at ourselves. And so inside of all this, we're trying to say, well, you've changed. People will say this when someone starts to speak the truth. They're like, well, you've changed. Well, no, I didn't change. I'm actually for the very first time telling you the full story. And so I apologize. We've been in a relationship. You've had chapters one through five, but I've got six through ten. And I've hid that. I ripped that book in half, stuck that out in my backpack. And you've been reading chapters one through five, but six through ten is the rest of the story. And while it began hot and fresh and filled with light and possibility, and I brought you flowers every Tuesday, guess what? I'm a fucking crazy guy also who does some crazy shit in the dark that you don't even know about that I'm embarrassed about because I don't accept it about myself. So yeah, it's a superpower to tell the truth because it's painful. It's painful because society doesn't support the truth. Society persecutes the truth and human beings persecute truth tellers and they hide it and they reject it and they persecute it. Because the very first thing we do with somebody who speaks the truth about themselves is it exposes them, other person. Chris, you tell the truth and if I'm a liar and I'm in relationship with you and you start becoming super real about your shit but I'm guarded with my shit, immediately I'm forced into a decision. And my decision is I either need to shut you the fuck up and I need to manipulate you to just stop talking about that or I have to expose myself or I have to end our relationship. So you either got to shut up, I got to put up or I got to get out. And so when you, when you, it's, it is very difficult because when you do this, you are now declaring that inside of all my relationships, here's the reality. They are all built on lies, which means you're my friend, but you don't actually know me. You're my spouse, but you don't actually know me. You're my employer or I am, you work for me and you don't actually know me. And you know what? That's on me. That's on me for having the courage to own my truth. But see, you know what, guys aren't like, fuck, it's not like we're trying to do this. We were raised to do this. Our society taught us, do not tell the truth. Do not be, do not express your feelings. You are alone in your experience. And even our own guy circles, if a man expressed vulnerability or any sense of expression of a pain in that men don't know how to deal with it and they immediately will try to silence it. Bro, bro, you're all right. Fuck that bitch, bro. Fuck that bitch. You're all right, bro. Come on. You good. Don't worry about it. You're good. Hey, don't, you know what? Don't even worry about it, bro. You got it. Why? Because they weren't trained either. So we have an entire generation of men, now women, raising up most men in the United States. I don't know how it is in the UK, but here in the United States, most women raising their children. We have a higher single mother rate in the United States than we've ever had in the country's history. Mothers leading men how to be men. My alpha mom trying to teach me. So we have generational now guidance coming from women teaching men how to be men and women saying men be the man with men saying, oh shit, uh 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 uh. I don't uh, know what that uh, is. I don't know what the fuck that is. And so you try and then you get shot. Pfft, that's not it, you asshole. And you're like, well, okay, uh pfft, nope, that's not it. Uh the only message that is clear is this if you make money, we listen to you. You want to beat our entire message in the worldwide to men. It is one simple thing and it transcends. You're 30. When you're 40, people won't give a fuck about your body, bro. They won't. They'll care about one thing. Do you have power? And power doesn't come down to your physical body. Power comes down to your money. Your money and your influence. So we have this whole generation of millennials who are in their 20s telling this new story. And I love it but the entire millennial generation is confused as fuck too. They know that shit's broken. They know it's broken. That's why they they defy it, but they have no answers. And although highly connected, my children highly connected in this fucking goddamn prison that sits right here, highly connected, yet completely and utterly emotionally incapable of dealing with actual human interaction and engagement. This phone is a fucking prison and at the same time a paradise. And so the next generation isn't any better, which means our young men are coming up and they at least have a better attitude than our generation did, which is like, fuck the machine, dude. This shit is not working. I'm gonna live my passion. I'm gonna live my purpose. I am not subscribing to society's bullshit. I may not even go to university. I'm not, ah, defy, defy Gary Vaynerchuk style. Ah, and everybody's like, yeah, fuck it, yeah. Woo, fuck you, woo. And then you're like, okay, good. So, help me understand what you're going to do about it. uh. uh yeah. So let, let me ask Siri. Let me ask Siri real quick. <laughs> uh Siri, how do I be the man?
0: Searching, searching, searching. So if I make, if I, if tomorrow we were able to make Garrett White in charge of culture, president yeah. of culture, and president, be a good
1: position for the globe, president the, of culture
0: for the globe. Yep. Yeah. International <laughs> international president of culture, what would you lay out? I want to hear what you feel like moving forward, whether we are in a situation of despair or one of hope, and what the what the steps and what the plan would be that you would deploy to the UN so that men and women would better be able to understand how they can have an effective relationship with each other. What would you do? Step one is you approach the leaders. And what do you force? You force
1: leaders to face the truth about themselves. Like the end. Like I force, I force people to face their own shit. Not, not society, not culture, not nations. Leaders. This is why I get brought in to work with CEOs right now. I get brought in to work with high end executives running half a billion and billion dollar companies for what? For one reason, because they know that their entire organization is driven by the willingness they have to stand in truth. And they know their executives, CFOs, CEOs, CFOs, COOs, CTOs, all the organizational leaders, if they're liars, it trickles down. Trickle down liar leadership is our problem. So everybody wants to start with a message at the bottom on the way up, but that's not like that works at a certain level. But until people listen, until until leaders in powerful positions listen to some of the shit that Gary's saying, it doesn't fucking matter how many 20-year-olds listen. My Lamborghini's awesome because there's so many YouTube kids now who drive Lambos. And so every fucking kid under the age of 15 can't even help it when I drive by. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They don't do it about Ferraris. Why? Because the younger generation YouTube, well, guess what? Not everyone can be a YouTube rock star. I don't give a shit how many times people try to preach that ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. 99.9% of people who start a YouTube channel will never make enough money to do it. So you have this generation of men looking for guidance. Step one is face your own shit. That culture cannot exist outside of the culture of you. My family is a function of me as a man. My business is a function of me as a man, which means it starts with me. So the first step is I will gut myself in front of everybody. And in a room of powerful people sitting in that room, I have nothing to hide, which means now I'm going to walk around and I'm going to look at you and I'm going to look at the guy next to you and I'm going to say, all right, listen, we're not leaving this room until we're all clear on one thing, that you're fucking liars and we have a nation of liars and if we don't solve our lying problems, no policy, no program, no administration is going to change shit. Now, here's the reality. Politicians will never do this. And so we went after businessmen. Because guess what? Businessmen actually control the game, not politicians.
0: I've seen some videos from Warrior Week of your trainers um, encouraging guys to open up. And then I think they begin to reveal parts of themselves that they haven't done before. And they push themselves to a place they haven't been before. And based on what I've seen and some personal experience as well that very very quickly goes from alpha male aggression to complete breakdown and you see lines of men crying into each other's arms and you have the the facade is now gone right this facade
1: the truth is allowed to live and the truth is that they are the aggressive guy but the truth is they're also the opposite and the truth is they're a sensitive guy and the truth is they do give a shit and the truth is, guys that womanize, they don't really want to womanize. Even ones were raised up in this shit, they don't, they don't. But they don't, they don't have any other path. Who's giving them a path? So we have a society of people telling men, like the Me Too movement. Listen, I realize that guys are doing some crazy shit. I, I, I get it. I get it. Guys are doing stupid shit all over the place. Our school shootings in the U.S. are happening by men. Like you don't hear about women raping men. It happens. I'm sure. But like prop sexual harassment doesn't typically come from women to men. It comes from men to women. I'm not disavowing that. But we also have a society that's rising with a confusing message constantly to men. Women say they want one thing, but they act another way. Men have no roadmap for how they're supposed to act in any other way. And so they settle down to this one game. And inside my particular niche is like a man who can get honest has no choice when the facade is exposed to go to breakdown. But inside of breakdown comes the opportunity for a man to actually break through. I can't become something new if I'm stuck in my game, right? If I don't change how, I'm, if, I, if I'm in CrossFit and I'm not changing my current form in a squat snatch, right? If I'm not, if I'm not changing my cleans form, if I, if my elbows are fucking down and I don't got a great fucking high pull, if you, if you continue to load the weight, I can fuck this up and like hold my back a certain way and like flex really hard and overdo it and get into it and still get the weight up. But fundamentally my function is fucked, which means at some point it becomes impossible to improve. And so in order to go, I'm going to have to actually come back down from my one rep maxes, back down from what my my rankings were and actually get worse for a time. As I go back and retrain the myelination experience inside of my own mind, my own physicality to get me into a place where I learn a better routine and a better form. And when this happens in powerlifting, a man goes down, he gets worse, and then he comes back stronger and then passes what he did before. But most of us do not want to go down. Nobody wants to go from the guy that lifts X, but then you're the guy that lifts Y. So you're better off to stay at the guy that lifts X. And so we have a society that is stuck at a PR. We're at a one rep max and everybody's talking about how big their cock is. Oh, my cock's huge. A fucking bench press. Ah, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, bro. Like the way you're doing shit, like you're arching your hips, you're all off the mat, you got your feet on the fucking bench, you're doing powerlifting like steroid use availability type squats and bench press with like a thousand pounds with like 17 belts on with a fucking nylon suit that's tight enough to encase the goddamn NASA shuttle and you're saying And you're like, nice, good shit. And guess what? You can't even fucking walk up the stairs without losing your breath. So asshole, you better get your hands on me quick because I'll be just dancing around you while you pass out from cardiac arrest. Like we have a problem in going back. People don't want to go back. They want to go forward. They don't recognize to go forward, you have to go back, which means to break through, you have to break down. You have to go low to go high. You have to go into the dark to find light. You don't find light by looking in the light. Oh, let me go look in the room. I already turned the lights on and let's see if there's anything new. Like somebody walking to the fridge, opening the fridge. Ah, uh, we got any food in here? No? Okay, close. 10 minutes later, I'm gonna go back to the fridge, see if the, my things might've changed magically and some magic food elves drop some shit off in my fridge. Oh, nope, still there's nothing in the fridge. Close. 10 minutes later, and then your just tolerance goes down and then you eat the shitty thing in the fridge that you didn't really want. Like we assume our beings are not trained to go backwards. We've been taught that to go backwards is bad. At Warrior, we say, listen, the only way for you to go forward is to go backwards. The only way for you to break through, to have it all, embody being bound in business, the only way for the Warriors' the way to actually work for you as a man is for you to go backwards. And it feels like you're going backwards, but you're not. No different than a power lifter that has to go backwards in form in order to get function so that it can go back to more fire and actually perform at a higher level. And that's where this we- back... Go ahead.
0: And that's why you talk about breaking down. and and getting real with yourself. Yes, which is what I had to do in my marriage. It's what I had to do as a father. It's
1: what I had to do as a businessman. I had to acknowledge, I'm very good at these things over here and I am shitty at this.
0: How, if you're a man that's listening to this or a woman who wants to help herself or her relationship or however it might be, where do you go from here? What are the steps that you start to take? Because some people have lived a lie for so long that they don't know what the truth is anymore. Yep. Oh, for sure. And then you
1: think you know the truth and then you peel it back. And that's why we say that the truth is actually less about the truth and more about the facts. Like we can look at the facts. Like you can have what you think is the truth about your body. Oh, I'm big boned and I got a, a thyroid problem. You're like, you don't have big bones. You don't have a thyroid problem. You have a fucking eating and a lack of cardio problem. So how about we get to the facts of what's really happening? Well, it's generational. My grandma Mildred was... No, fuck you. That's not how it is. How about you get out of your bullshit stories and let's get into the facts. What are the facts? How many times you train this week? How much cardio did you do? What were your calorie consumption? Let's move to facts instead of your bullshit fantasy stories that you call truth. So the problem with even truth is the truth will set you free is the truth is like this variable thing that changes in everybody's head all the time. This is true. No, this is true. No, this is true. In the fitness world, he's even worse at it. This is the right way. This is the right way. Well, we did some more studies and we found out in the mitochondria that there's blah, 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 blah. You're like, fuck off. You guys are all right at some level. So we get to the facts and the guy says, okay, well, how, how do I get to the facts? How do I, how do I actually start with this? Well, first it comes with the desire. The only reason somebody would go through this and the only reason a man would actually take this approach was because he recognizes his life right now is not working and your life is not working one of two ways. Either your life truly is not working. Like you're in a broken down situation. It's just not working. You're like, I want to try something. That was me. Like my life literally was working. It was not working anywhere. And I had nothing, I had nothing. My marriage was ending. My second marriage was ending. We ended up staying together, but my marriage was ending. My wife was packing up and getting the fuck out. I had no answers for production. I had no answers for spirituality. I had no answers for direction. And inside of lacking answers for what to do, the only thing I could access was the facts. I was like, it's the only gift I have to myself right now is to actually just own what is true. And so you have men in that place who'll be listening. And women who might be married to men or in relationship with men are in that place. Then you have another kind of man, which is the second place, which is men who are in really good lives. And your life's become really good. And you're listening to this and you're going, well, yeah, you know, I'm not fucked up. And, you know, I go to CrossFit three times, four times a week, and I'm feeling pretty good about my body and feeling good about my marriage. My wife and I don't cheat. I don't have drug problems. You know, I go to my kid's soccer practice. I, I go to church on Sunday. I meditate. I do my thing. I'm like, Garrett, you know, fuck you. I don't need this. I'm like, oh, no, no, you're the bigger risk Oh yeah, you're the bigger risk, sellout. Why? Because a good man is the standard of greatness in our society. Most men think that the actual pursuit of life is to get to a really good place. And yet men inside of our organization recognize really quickly that getting to good and even great is simply the next stage of expansion. Which means no matter how good things get, you have one of two choices. You are not on a stationary bike, you are on a treadmill you stop fucking walking, you will be spit off the back end of the treadmill. You have no choice, there is no stop. And out of your boredom, you will start to destroy shit, just like I did. Cause see, the biggest risk is to the guy that everybody's looking at and saying, oh man, you got everything together. To the fucked up guy with the drug problems, everybody's like, that guy's fucked up, he needs some help. He knows it, everybody around him knows it. It's like somebody in a situation popping steroids and fucking doing cycles. They're like, oh, you're fucking shredded. You're ripped. Yeah, you can blow your heart up too. And then everybody wants to point fingers at the guy that eats at McDonald's three times a day. You're like, well, look at that ass over here. And you're like, well, yeah. And we look at the guy over here who's Mr. Aesthetic, who's 24 seven trying to look like he's in a fitness show and he's fucking dying inside. And at 24 years of age, he's fucking dead, which is all over in Europe. All over fucking place in Europe. Come on now aesthetics everywhere. Oh, I'm fucking shredded, bro. No human body's supposed to look like that 24 seven. You're not a goddamn Greek statue. Like there are cycles inside of the way the body's supposed to operate. So there's the hidden piece. So even I would say guys who are more risk are businessmen who sit in a situation where life is pretty good, but you have lost the sense of direction and purpose. You have accomplished what you knew you could You have run past your blueprint and you are currently sitting in a decision and the decision is either I choose to take on breakdown in order to break through to a new plane of who I could become or I will by the direct game of the universe and life be compelled to do it and or I will do the craziest shit, which is you will get bored and you will start watching your mind wander to other women. You will start watching your mind get distracted in business and do shit that makes no sense. You will start finding a reason to make chaos show up so that you can have a purpose to build again. Or you could just establish the game and go to the next level. Like Wake Up Warriors an organization where a band of men from around the globe, 27 countries committed to one thing. Tell the truth and live the warrior's way to having it all. That a man should have body, being, balance, and business, the core four, linked up together. We're not new at this. We are the number one training company in the world for men, period. There's no one, not Tony Robbins or anyone else, who will go toe-to-toe with what we do. We train men. We teach men. We know men. We lead men. But we lead modern men. So here we are in the Modern Wisdom podcast talking to modern men who might have gray on their beards. You might even have gray on your hairy ass crack. I don't even know. But here's what I can tell you. If you're listening to this show and you're getting insight, number one, from an amazing young man who's very, sounds like a goddamn philosopher when I listen to him talk. He's like smart as shit and he's shredded. You're probably jealous. You're like, he's fucking shredded. He talks like a philosopher. He's a good looking guy. What the hell, I wish I could have it. Well, guess what? You're not plugged in here wrong because to be 30 years of age and leading a podcast and having conversation with people he's having conversations with, that's not easy. It's not, it's not something that comes without a price, and without a sacrifice. And he does it for you. So share the show, period. Listen to it. Give it to your friends. Spread it around because this is not easy. I run podcasts. So many of you get used to just downloading shit on your phone. And you're like, oh, this is like so easy. I mean, Chris just wakes up and he shits a podcast out in the morning. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. Like This takes work. And it looks like he might. But you got that piece. The other piece is this. We have available. I'd love to give you both books. Warrior Book and Be the Man the Book for free. No, no junk in this. If you're in Europe, we ship in there too. Uh, We pay for just shipping. Shipping itself is like 15 bucks. Yeah, some people are like, ah, it's too expensive. No, we offset it because some of the books were shipping to Europe. Some were shipping to Canada. Some were shipping to Mexico. Some were shipping like two miles down the road from my offices. Yes, we offset the cost for my shipping and that. If I would love to get that message in your world, you can check that out by going to warriorbook.com, which is really the start. It's the start of a conversation. Worst case scenario, uh, you'll enjoy the movie that's there. We have a one-hour documentary at worrybook.com where you can watch, learn more about it. And uh, for our super aggressive men who are like, listen, I, need no, I know I any more than a book, uh, you can watch a, a three-hour documentary that we have uh, found at worryweek.com. Um, and there on that site, you'll get to see. You'll get to see behind the scenes of what actually happens at Worry Week. Uh, maybe it's for you, maybe it's not. And if it's for none of you and none of this and you just want to tell me to fuck off and You wonder why I have a literal gun to like flush my toilet. It's not a real gun I shoot bullets with. It's like a water cannon. Uh, Well, at least you got a little bit of entertainment and uh, you got another great episode brought to you here by me and Chris here on the Wisdom Podcast.
0: Thank you, Garrett, man. It's been an absolute blast. I really appreciate your time. The links to Warrior Week, Be The Man, and everything else will be in the show notes below. Thank you very much for coming on. I know you're a very busy man. I appreciate it.
1: Chris, thank you. And by the way, you're a great interviewer. I enjoyed you, being on your show today. Seriously, you have mad skills. I do a lot of these and I'm gonna be honest, most of them are shitty. So good <laughs> job, you did, you did great. I enjoyed ph- hearing your philosophy. I'm actually, I literally, I I was sitting right here and my note I made on my phone during the show, I'm sitting here, I was like, download your podcast. Literally, I'm gonna start listening to it because you, ha- you have a lot to say. I would encourage you to not interview people sometimes and just go off yourself. Thank you, like, man. I, you got it, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show today.